Well, good morning and welcome to K1 on this Easter Sunday weekend. I, uh, we are so glad to worship with you today. If you are new with us this morning, either an out-of-town uh, out guest or a new or returning visitor, my name is Pastor Andrew. I'm the lead pastor here. Thank you for sharing life together with us. He has risen indeed. <laughs> If you have your Bibles, your phones, your tablets, your iPads, whatever, uh, turn with me to Mark chapter 10. Mark tap, uh, chapter 10, uh, beginning in verse 27. As you are turning there, let me tell you, you have picked a great weekend to uh, visit K1 because it's not only Easter Sunday. It's not only Baptismal Sunday, but it's the start of a brand new sermon series called Jesus Can't. Jesus Can't. Uh, let me say it. Uh, uh, let, uh, everyone together, say it with me. Jesus Can't. I am sensing a little bit of hesitation from some of you, and that's good. That's good. Uh, uh, since we uh, uh, were little... Those of you who, that have grown up in the church, you, uh, we say that Jesus can do anything, anything. But I want you, if you can, to temporarily throw, off, uh, throw out everything out the window and look through the eyes of a skeptic. Look through the eyes of a doubter. So for some of you, this is hard, but not for others you, for others of you, it is not hard at all. You wonder about the Bible. Is it true or not? You wonder about Jesus. Uh, is he who he says he is or not? You question if there is any God at all, or if there is, you doubt he can love me, know me personally. Maybe you have a hard time believing that Jesus can right now. The stories, the parables, uh, especially the healings and the miracles, you believe that it could have happened 2,000 years ago, but now you have a hard time believing it right now. You say, I believe that Jesus could 2,000 years ago, but now Jesus can't, or Jesus won't, or even if it can and will, he certainly wouldn't use me. That is exactly why I am so excited about this series, <laughs> because over the next five weeks, we are going to go through five situations that people say, we say, even if I'm being honest, I say, no way, no way. It isn't possible. It's not logical. Jesus can't. But we see in every situation that Jesus can and Jesus will. And if Jesus could 2,000 years ago, he can, he can and will today. Our key verse for the series is Mark 10, 27. Mark 10, 27 uh, uh, says this. 
Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. All things are possible with God. The word possible comes from the Greek word donatos. Say it with me. Donatos. It means capable, powerful, strong. Donatos. It comes from the same word as power. Dynamite. What scripture is saying is that it's not only possible like it could happen, but possible like it will happen. All things are possible with God. Say it with me. All things are possible with God. Are you ready to dive in? Uh, If you uh, are, say, I'm ready. ready. All right. Uh, So week one, Easter Sunday weekend, we look at how Jesus brought life out of death. Brought life out of death. He say, Jesus can't do that, or at least he can't do that right now. Oh, really? Want to bet? Turn with me to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. As you are turning there, for us, there are all sorts of things that we cannot do. For example, I cannot play the piano, even though I had 12 years of lessons Uh, Sorry, Mom, I failed on that one. (laughs) I cannot uh, drive the speed speed limit as hard as I tried. It cannot be done. I cannot cannot be done. I cannot speak French or Chinese or Italian or, for that matter, English right now. (laughs) Someday, someday. (laughs) I cannot marry someone in my own family. That is illegal, and that is gross. Uh, (laughs) The other day, Simone and I were sitting on the uh, uh, table, and uh, uh, my five-year-old son, Lucas, and my one-year-old daughter, Sophia, came up. Lucas said, I have an announcement to make. Uh, I have decided that I want to marry Sophia. I said, oh, that is so cute. That is so cute. But you can't marry your sister. It's against the law. It's illegal. Simone replied, well, I guess he can. Remember, he was born in Kentucky. So, uh... <laughs> Yay! Sorry, Kentuckians. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Uh, 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 first cousins, all right, but not sisters. Uh, at least not yet. <laughs> uh, there are all sorts of things that we cannot do, and we try to place our human limitations upon Jesus. Some 36 hours before Jesus had died, their shout of crucify him, crucify him, crucify him could still be heard. The chief priest and the Pharisees said, that deceiver said, on three days I will rise again. Pilate 
uh, the governor said, do, do, uh, go and make the tomb as secure as you know how. Pilate, I think, was laughing at them. <laughs> uh, he's dead, killed, crucified. Even if those disciples could get in and take the mangled up mess of a body, he's still dead. What are you so worried about? Unless maybe it's true what they say. Unless maybe he is the real son of God. No, it can't be. Jesus can't. Jesus can't rise again. He, Jesus can't do that. Can he? Matthew 28, beginning in verse 1. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to loom, uh, look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for the angel of the Lord came down for heaven and going to the, tomb, uh, to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. Just sat on it. Pause right there. Can you think? of anything more fitting than this, that, uh, uh, that Jesus, uh, uh, the angel, rolled back the stone and sat on it, sat on it, uh, uh, supposedly holding Jesus in. It, um, uh, I, I, I am, um, uh, um, and there, uh, there is another sermon altogether. But do you think that the angel rolled back the tomb uh, rolled back the stone th- so that Jesus could come out or we can see in. Continue on verse 4. The guard were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the, uh, the, to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus. Who was crucified? He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Uh, 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 Say it with me. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Wow, what a powerful story. What an incredible story. Jesus raised from the dead. But... That's all there is to it, right? It's just a story, right? Maybe for you, you have some doubts. Maybe for you, you have always believed that something else happened. Maybe you believe that disciples did really steal his body. Maybe you believed that uh, uh, Jesus was not fully dead, but slowly but surely revived on his own. Maybe you believed that uh, the story of Jesus was just that, a story, uh, a fable, a parable, full of good insights, but not true. Maybe you don't know what do believe, but Jesus coming back from the dead is at the bottom of your list. He say he can't come back to life. He can't be raised from the dead. Jesus 
can't. But what if? What if? What if it wasn't a story? What if it wasn't a fable? What if Jesus did die? What if, as John said, they pierced his side with a spear to assure that he was dead? What if Jesus' followers believed that Jesus was dead and were in hiding and fear of being killed as well? What if these same followers of Jesus were instantly transformed from a broken fragment of people to radical disciples when Jesus appeared? What if those radical disciples boldly proclaimed the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ? And what if they died for their convictions, died rather than renounce their faith? And what if even now, There are hundreds, no thousands, no millions of people that would say, I stand with Christ. I stand with the risen Savior at the cost of our very own lives. What if Jesus on the third day was raised back to life? What if it's true? What if It's real. What if Jesus can? On Wednesday, January 10th, 2019, uh, uh, 2018, I was diagnosed with uh, brain cancer. There is no one as shocked as I was. At the ripe old age of 34, I chalked it up to anything but cancer. A new baby lack of sleep, general uh, stress. But then the word cancer entered my vocabulary, and not just any type of brain cancer, but stage four unmethylated glioblastoma, the very worst of the worst, the bad as it gets, terminal brain cancer terminal brain cancer. At that moment, I was sentenced to death. Now, humanly speaking, I am uh, pretty stubborn. (laughs) Uh, Or as my wife would tell you, I am uh, very stubborn. (laughs) I may not be the sharpest knife in the drawer or the brightest uh, bulb in the box, but I promise you, I am the most stubborn. <laughs> stubborn as a mule. And I thought I can beat this thing on my own. And if I, by my own power, I can beat terminal brain cancer. <laughs> that all blew up on Tuesday afternoon, August 21st, when I had um, a seizure. And a couple hours later, another seizure. The following Monday, I have a a second brain surgery. What followed were the hardest days of my life. I was in pain. After all, they did just uh, drill a hole in top of my head. (laughs) But that wasn't the hardest part. The hardest part was the following three weeks 
of intense rehab. Those were the hardest, scariest, most terrifying weeks of my life. To be honest with you now, I didn't know if I was going to make it. (laughs) Terrified to go to bed and not wake up again. Terrified to wake up in the morning facing the pain and the hurt and the exhaustion. Terrified that I was going to have a seizure again. Terrified that I was going to die. On the bed, night after night, I have a lot of time to think. How many of you know that God does not uh, cause brain cancer? (laughs) The enemy, the devil, Satan himself does that. He uh, He seeks to kill, steal, and destroy everything that is meaningful to the heart of God. He tried to kill me literally. He tried to steal the functions on my right side. More than anything else, he tried to um, destroy my voice. Praise God. God protecting me. God protecting me. What the enemy meant for evil, God meant in for good. (laughs) Amen. Even when I was at the lowest part, the darkest hour, I was not alone. You see, during that time, I, uh, it wasn't only the physical healing that I needed, but more than anything else, the spiritual healing that I needed. All of my bitterness, all of my shame, all of my anger, all of my unforgiveness, all the times when I was prideful, all the relationship that I have damaged, he had mercy on me. He has compassion on me. He has grace on me. Most importantly, he allowed me to forgive myself. He allowed me to forgive myself. My brokenness, my shame, my guilt, God did a transformative work, a healing work in my life from the inside out. At the beginning of this year, I celebrated my one-year anniversary of my diagnosis. Why did I celebrate, you might ask? Well, depending on who you ask, the life expectancy of someone with my type of brain cancer is between 9 and 12 months, between nine and 12 months. But I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here. And the greatest news of uh, uh, this is, uh, is true. I am cancer free. <laughs> I am cancer free. And a week ago, I passed my 15th month mark of my diagnosis, and I am feeling stronger than ever. <laughs> And I realized, I realized brain cancer is not what I wanted to be dealing with in my mid-30s. Um, but my God 
is greater. <laughs> My God is greater. My God is greater than this cancer. My God is greater than this chemotherapy. My God is greater than this radiation. My God is greater than all the surgeries and all the seizures. My God is greater. He has brought me to stage four brain cancer, terminal brain cancer, but uh, not for my glory, uh, but for the glory of the Father. I have been raised to Life. (laughs) And I don't know what you have going on right now. Maybe you're struggling physically, cancer, heart issues, uh, stomach issues, diabetes, nerve damage, back, back, or something else altogether. But my God is greater. Uh, maybe you are struggling emotionally or mentally, divorce, addictions, anxiety, fear, mental illness, but my God is greater. <laughs> there are some of you that would say, I'm struggling spiritually, struggling with my faith, struggling with my doubt, struggling to see how God took ever love a sinner like me, but Our God is greater. Our God is greater than all the afflictions. Our God is greater than all the struggles. Our God is greater than all the doubts. And you want to know how I know? Because our God is greater than death itself. (laughs) Our God is greater than death itself. The last enemy, death itself. Of what we swallowed up by life. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus can. Jesus can. Jesus can and Jesus did and he would do it again. With man, this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. All things are possible with God. I am the resurrection and the life. Death has been swallowed up by victory. Where, O death, is your sting? Where, O death, is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. For he has given us the victory through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. With man, this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. As bowed and eyes closed, no one looking around. It's just you and the resurrection Jesus today. As you are praying this morning, there are some of you that God has been working in your heart all morning long. You are not here by accident. You thought that it was Sunday, and that's what you're supposed to do. Or it's Easter, and that was the, uh, that's what you're supposed to do. But you're really here today because Jesus has scheduled a divine appointment with you. 
You came uh, uh, today thinking, Jesus can't do that. Jesus can't rise from the dead. Or at least, Jesus can't do it with me. I'm too far gone. In your heart of heart, you know that you will never measure up. You are dead in your sins. But the Holy Spirit is speaking your heart right now. The Holy Spirit is saying, not only Jesus can, but Jesus did. And he did it for you. He did it for you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever, whoever, whoever believed in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God so loved the world. And that includes you. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter what you have said or how far you have run. This morning, the resurrection and the life has shown up here. He loves you. He forgives you. He gave his life for you. He died for you. For those of you that would say, that's me. That's me. I'm ready. I'm tired of running. I'm tired of striving. I'm tired of trying to do life all by myself. I need help. I need forgiveness. I need a Savior. If that's you today, I need new life. I need grace. I need mercy. If that's you today, just lift up your hand high right now. Just lift them up all over this place. (laughs) All over the place. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Is there anyone else? Thank you, Jesus. You are so good. You are so good to me. You are so good to me. Anyone else? Anyone else? (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Everyone here, if you would, all over the sanctuary, everyone here praying with your neighbors, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Make me new. Jesus, you died so I could be forgiven. You rose so I can be set free. Fill me with your spirit so I can follow you. I'm never turning back. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. K1, can you celebrate with me new life and new hearts in the kingdom today? Pastor Don, would you lead us in worship?